All right. We are in Philippians chapter 2, starting in verse 4. Does anybody need the handout, the uh, Philippians 2 handout? Okay. If the uh, Verse 4, Let not every man on his own things, but every man also on the things of others. Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus, who being in the form of God, thought it not robbery to be equal with God, but made himself of no reputation and took upon him the form of a servant and was made in the likeness of men. And being found in fashion as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient unto death, even the death of the cross. Wherefore, God also hath highly exalted him and given him a name which is above every name, that at the name of Jesus, every knee should bow of things in heaven and things in earth and things under the earth, and that every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. And so we are on page... What was that? Oh, okay, amen. <laughs> I thought you were going to help me get the page. <laughs> page four, at the top of page four. So we just finished the one-day handout that was like three or four Sundays uh, about Joseph. And, and I, listen, I, I, I rejoice in... The fact that um, God gave us this blueprint uh, in Joseph of the life of Christ in the sense that he was humbled as greatly as he was. And yet that doesn't hold a candle to how much Christ was humbled. And uh, then his exaltation to the to the right hand of Pharaoh. And of course, that doesn't hold a candle to the Lord Jesus's exaltation at the right hand of God, the father. And so uh, we are on the subject of Christ's exaltation. And on page four, we're looking at the top there. Satan actively hides from mankind the truth that all the universe will know and acknowledge for all eternity that Jesus Christ sacrificed all to secure eternal salvation and blessings for as many as would receive him. And so if you say these things in public today, you're going to get a mix of reactions, uh, but there will be some who will scoff at, uh, at, at believing in Jesus or putting your trust in Jesus Christ and that he did do these things. He did become a man and lay his life down in humility and, uh, and he was a sacrifice uh, uh, for our sins and was risen again in victory. You know, some in America would not scoff at that. Some would say, yeah, that's, that's a good thing. Uh, and then there's some of us who will put our total trust in the fact that Jesus died on the cross for our sins and rose again. Thank God that we have that freedom to do that and gather here together and, and publicly declare that he is the Savior. But Satan is actively hiding the glory of the Lord Jesus Christ. And so that's what we're looking at. Satan actively hides from mankind the truth that all the universe will know and acknowledge for all eternity that Jesus Christ sacrificed all to secure eternal salvation and blessings for as many as we receive. And obviously, it's not a secret that many worship Jesus in our, our in our country, but there's so much other things that are thrown in the way. And just for example, you look at you know most churches. I, I I could be wrong, but I think it's true that most churches you go to in America, you're not getting the undiluted truth of Jesus Christ as Savior, King, and Lord. That is the truth. You're getting a, a mixed picture. You're getting men's works. You're getting men's messages mixed in. And it's detracting from the truth. Um, and that's just in churches. Now, in society alone, people are being led astray with with a myriad of different items of, uh, of things that conflict and detract from that. So uh, this is my note that's underneath that. Despite the camouflage of lies we have been given, uh, we have been given a view of Christ, eternity, the truth that has been hidden behind a veil of deception. 
And so to be a Christian today and to know the truth and thank God for the verse I don't have it in front of me. The Lord Jesus said, you shall know the truth and the truth shall make you free. And to receive Christ as your savior is to receive again the truth that, that there is a savior, the truth that, that our sins have been put on him. And he and again, even those who don't know Jesus Christ, their sins were paid for by the Lord Jesus Christ. Their sins are, are paid for at the cross. So the only thing left is for them to acknowledge it, for them to recognize the truth that Jesus died for them and rose again. And so my note again is despite the camouflage of lies, we have been given a view of Christ eternity, the truth that has been hidden behind a veil of deception. That is what Satan is actively doing is he is hindering people from seeing the truth. And if they see it, then he dilutes it with all kinds of things, all kinds of lies. And so that's what you have in a great deal of religion today, a great deal of camouflage. Uh, and for those of us who know the truth, and by the way, even even in churches, I, I, I believe this, that if there are there people that are there that genuinely want to find Christ and find the truth, the Lord Jesus is going to bring them to the truth. I think that's true everywhere in the world today, that if there's people that are seeking God, they're seeking the truth. God will lead them to the truth. And I, I can't explain it all, but I know it's true. <laughs> and listen, there's plenty of miracles in the Bible that I recognize that they are the truth, but I don't know how God did it. And so my place is just to believe. <laughs> and so um, then you see letter A there underneath that is Second Corinthians four, verse three through four. But if our gospel be hid, it is hid to them that are lost in whom the God of this world hath blinded the, the minds of them which believe not lest the light of the glorious gospel of Christ, who is the image of God, should shine unto them. I, I want you to turn there with me, and I want to look at more than that, just so. Second uh, Corinthians chapter 4, verse 1. Second Corinthians chapter 4, verse 1. So it says there in verse 1, Therefore, seeing we have this ministry, as we have received mercy, we faint not but have renounced the hidden things of dishonesty, not walking in craftiness nor handling the word of God deceitfully, but by manifestation of the truth, commending ourselves to every man's conscience in the sight of God. But if our gospel be hid, it is hid to them that are lost and whom the God of this world hath blinded the, mind, blinded the minds of them which believe not, lest the light of the glorious gospel of Christ, who is the image of God, should shine unto them. For we preach not ourselves, but Christ Jesus the Lord and ourselves your servants for Jesus' sake. For God, who commanded the light to shine out of darkness, has shined in our hearts to give the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ. But we have this treasure in earthen vessels, that the excellency of the power may be, uh, may be of God and not of us. And so uh, I think it's interesting, and I, this passage seems to hint at it in several areas, that the glory of the, of the Lord Jesus Christ is revealed to those who are seeking him. <laughs> You know, and I thank God for the passage in Acts 17. Let me just turn there and read this real quick. Acts 17. It says, uh, let's see, I have to find it. <laughs> okay, so Acts 17, verse 26. And he and hath made of one blood all nations of men to dwell uh, for to dwell on the face of the earth and, and hath determined the times before appointed and the bounds of their habitation that they should see they should seek the Lord. If haply they might feel after him and find him, though he be not far from every one of us. For in him we live and move and have our being, as certain also of your own prophet poets have said. 
for we are also his offspring. So the Bible says here that God is seeking for man to seek him. God is working in the, in the lives of men to draw them unto himself. And mankind is resisting God at certain levels. Either that or you don't resist. And he does come into your life. But it says there in verse 27 they, that they should seek the Lord. If haply they might feel after him and find him, though he be not far from every one of us. So you see the point there that God is drawing men to seek him. And as soon as they seek him, he's already there. He's already working in the hearts of people to seek him. And when they start seeking them, he brings he brings them to himself, brother. That's a good verse. Talk uh, about you were saying earlier about uh, Satan blinded. Mm-hmm. So basically, he's right there. Yes, Satan's trying to put that video. right. And so as and, and here's the thing. So listen, this is in my view, it's undeniable. <laughs> in the way you look at our society, and our society is so darkened. I, can we all agree that our society is darkened? It is messed up. There are so many lies inundating everything. And I think it's so obvious right now. And yet people seem to be more consumed with lies than ever. Hey, Miss Pat. Hey, Brother Carl. Good to see you guys. Um, So uh, people's lives are inundated with lies and people seem to be. But listen, here's the point also that when people believe the lie, at some point they're rejecting the truth. That's the way it always goes, because the Holy Spirit and, and the and the witness of Christians, believers in people's lives. At some point, people have to turn away from the truth. Brother Albie. That word is truth. So when you're saying how these people are going to churches, they're seeking the truth. If they read the Bible, and then they're in the church, like we've been in churches before where it's not being preached, so we had a God. Yeah. Because it's like, you know that's not true, you're being fed. So... Right. Yeah, absolutely. That's the Holy Spirit's. And, and, you know, I I, listen, I've been in a lot of churches and I've been in I'm thinking about one church I've been in and it was so cold and dead and lifeless. And it just felt it felt like a morgue. I swear it felt like a morgue. (laughs) Nobody smiled. Nobody so much as said hello. You know, it was just bad, man. And uh, and then there's other churches. There's Baptist churches I've been in and. And the word of God was there, but there also was a fleshliness about things. And listen, Satan is always at work, always. And it doesn't matter what's going on. You know, all we have to do is get up on the wrong side of the bed (laughs) and you stub your toe and you have a bad attitude. You bring it to church with you. I'm not saying I've never done that, but listen, (laughs) I'm sure I have done it. It's just you you don't have to work at it. You do it. You can do it without even trying. And so anyway, the point is, is the is that God is in the world and he the Bible is very clear. He wants all men saved. He is not willing that any should perish. So God is at work in the world, but he's using he's using means. He's he's not writing it across the sky. People need to believe it by faith. People need to receive Christ by faith. And so Satan is also in the world and he is propagating lies and people are believing those lies also by faith. You know, there's so many lies, you know, and they, you know, and, and they'll again, you know, you, you've got the atheists saying, you know, athe- uh, evolution has been proven. I don't think they believe it either. 
They, but they have, they say evolution and they, and they put it in the textbooks like it's absolute undeniable fact. It's not been thought taught as a theory in America for decades. And, but they, they present it as though it's truth. And yet, you know, listen, when, when it contradicts the Bible, and then I, I, I had a guy back years ago when I was in the Navy and we were talking about the Bible and he said the Bible is full of contradictions. And I said, okay, so, you know, yeah, I, I think about that. I always think, of, well, which one? You know, name one, you know. Uh, but he says it's full of, I said, have you read the Bible? And he goes, many times. I kind of didn't believe him, you know. Okay, if you think the Bible's full of contradictions, why did you read it many times? I mean, if you think it just once, you know, you think, okay, one time would be enough. I'm going to move on to other things. Anyway, the point is, is that Satan is propagating lies. Everywhere you look, you know, everywhere people are, are choosing to believe Satan's lies or God's truth. Brother Alvin. Yeah. Say that right over public television. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm sick and tired of it being said to me because it says in the Bible. It's like, well, I don't believe any of that. Yeah, and you know, the, the truth is, is like, I think about the, the parable of the wheat and the tares. God said, let them grow up. And then at the end, you, God brings in the harvest and he, and all the wheat he gathers into his barn and the tear, tares are gathered together and they're burned. And so the truth is, is people have the freedom to choose what they believe. You know, that's that's part of what was protected in America from the beginning is nobody is forced to believe something. But people who worship God aren't going to be told by the state how to do it. That's part of what America is founding was about. That's part of the reason why people came to America in the first place. So they wouldn't be told by the state how to worship. Yeah, Brother John. I have to make a confession, and, and I'm sure none of you have done this, but I let my kids watch Disney movies. <laughs> and, um, and yeah, I, I'm, I know that's a bit facetious, but the truth is, is Disney has taught our children um, all through my lifetime, I'm sure. Trust your heart. Right. Your heart will guide you. Your heart will, you've got to be true to your heart. And now we, we live in an age when people say you need to live your truth, right. yours, your truth. And we forget that the Bible says, lean not unto thine own understanding right. or uh, the heart is deceitful above all things and desperately wicked. Right. And that's exactly right. That, you know, we're not to listen to the because, the, listen, our hearts can, are, are given to, to whimsical things and they're given to evil things. And we have to be taught the right way. I mean, from a young age, all of us have to be taught right to do the right things and taught to stop doing wrong things, Brother Patrick. To his point, a man after God's own heart. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And David was a man after God's own heart. And, and you know, and and yet we're all called to, you know, depart from the ways of the world. You know, and David, as a young shepherd boy, had been taught by God to trust in him and he was used of God to protect his sheep. And then God made him a shepherd over Israel. <laughs> and so um, in, in the notes, uh, we're looking at the thought of if our gospel be hid, it is hid to them that are lost and whom the God of this world hath blinded the minds of them which believe not, lest the light of the glorious gospel of Christ, who is the image of God, should shine unto them. And so I have a, a few notes here as well that we are ambassadors of the truth. 
And as we witness of him, the Holy Spirit brings conviction to the blinded. And so many people are blinded by many different things and many different lies and camouflage. And so we that have been saved, we are to bring the truth to those around us. We're to witness for Christ. And as we do, though, it's not just me being using the best argument I can. It's I'm just supposed to testify. <laughs> Jesus saved me from my sins. He is my savior, my king and my Lord. He's coming back. And I, my total faith. And, and again, back to what Albie said, someone can say, I wish people. Listen, you can you can put your faith in whatever you want. You can put your faith in in in, in a fairy tale. You can certainly do that. And, that. and Brother John's mentioning, you know, we put all kinds of things in front of our kids, but we should talk to them about the things that they see. You know, we need to talk to them about uh, about. You know, okay, well, hey, you know, Disney movies are are nice to watch, but listen, you don't need to follow your heart. You need to follow God. And what he says is we need to be careful about what happens in your heart. The Bible says out of the heart are the issues of life. Siri, you're fine. Don't worry about it. <laughs> uh, Brother Carl. Yeah, the truth, the truth. There's there's one truth. And, uh, and 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 I yeah, anyway, so we are ambassadors of the truth. And as we witness of him, the Holy Spirit brings conviction. So second Corinthians chapter five, verse 20, Paul says, now then we are ambassadors for Christ as though God did beseech you by us. We pray you in Christ's stead, be ye reconciled to God. Did you see that? Now, then we are ambassadors for Christ as though God did beseech you by us. We pray you in Christ's stead. Be ye reconciled to God, for he hath made him to be sin for us who knew no sin, that we might be made the righteousness of God in him. And so this passage is is very wonderful, but it puts in a very important onus on believers to recognize we have a responsibility to not keep the truth to ourselves. Now, then we are ambassadors for Christ as though God did beseech you by us. Folks, that that's that's pretty stunning. As as though God did beseech you by us, meaning God is using us to communicate the truth to them. We are ambassadors for Christ as though God did beseech you by us. We pray you in Christ's stead, be ye reconciled to God because it's good news. And again, you share the truth of the gospel. And at the core of it, it means that mankind needs salvation. Mankind is not okay, which is, seems to be one of the fundamental things that people are being taught in the world today is everybody is essentially good. Despite all evidence to the contrary, they are, 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 promulgating, are propagating this idea that everybody is essentially good, which is absolutely contrary to what the Bible says. The, the, the truth is, is in me that is in my flesh, there is no good thing. And the person who said that was Paul. And Paul, listen, before he got saved, he was excelling in the Jewish religion. He was excelling in every way. He was climbing and he was gaining prominence and he was very successful in everything he did. And at that time, before he got saved, he was persecuting the church. And he was, the Bible says, he was making havoc of the church. And so he was disrupting things and people were fleeing and people and Christians were scared of him until on the road to Damascus. <laughs> he was on his way to Damascus to find Jews and throw them in jail at the least. 
That was the best thing that was going to happen if Paul found you. (laughs) And Jesus Christ made himself known to the apostle or to, to Saul of Tarsus on the road to Damascus. Paul was knocked off his horse. Everybody else, I assume, was also. And there was a voice. And Saul of Tarsus understood it. Saul, Saul, why persecutest thou me? It is hard for thee to kick against the pricks. The message from heaven. (laughs) You are kicking against the pricks and it's going to be hard for you. (laughs) And Saul said, who art thou, Lord? (laughs) And he said, I am Jesus of Nazareth. I think he said, Jesus of Nazareth, whom thou persecutest. And Paul was astonished. Saul was astonished. And he was blinded from that moment for three days. They brought him to Damascus. And God sent Ananias and prayed over him. And the scales fell off his eyes. And he immediately preached Christ. So listen, the point is, is, uh, you know, <laughs> we are ambassadors for Christ. And, and God is making himself known. I, I do thank God for this passage. And I have, I have prayed regarding this passage about people I care about. I prayed it about my dad. Lord, (laughs) you knocked Saul off his horse and there was this blinding light that outshone the sun and you spoke to him in plain language. He didn't have any. It seemed to me he had he had no other recourse but to believe. And Lord, I'm asking you to do everything you have to up until that point and, and whatever else you have to do to save my loved ones and my coworkers and my neighbors, their souls all right, listen, this is this is something Christians need to understand. It's something we need to have put before our, our minds and our eyes constantly. People's souls are hanging on the edge of the precipice. Any person you meet could be on the edge of going into eternity. And if they do not know Christ, they will go into eternity and be separated forever. They'll go to hell and then at the judgment seat at the end of the thousand year reign of Christ... The people in hell will be brought up before God's throne and judged according to the books. The books are opened. There's uh, and best I can understand it. There's a set of books that represent your works, your life's works. And then there's the book of life. And regardless, really, of what is found in in the books of your works, if your name is not written in the book of life, you are cast into the lake of fire. And there is eternal separation from God. Every single soul on the planet is facing an eternity. And if they do not know Christ, then they are facing an eternity that is one of separation from God and eternal torment. Listen, this life is a very short period of time in which you and I have to be faithful to share the truth that sets men free. And this passage, it's just very stunning to me. Now then, we are ambassadors for Christ. That's not something you sign up for. Once you get saved... You're an ambassador for Christ. <laughs> it's like you, once you get saved, you're a soldier in, in Jesus's army. Whether or not you are ever faithful or, or put on the whole armor of God, you, whether or not you ever do that, you're a soldier in Christ's army. And whether or not you meant to or not, you're an ambassador for Christ. Miss Glory. Um, I agree with you. You have in here that Satan actively hides. He yeah. hides, he confuses. Yeah. Uh-huh. And um, he had the opportunity to, um, I'm so proud of him, he used a question to do with the right. material. But an hour and ten minutes later, when he hadn't come out and class was over, <laughs> I had to wonder, 
Well, he had the opportunity. This person did discuss with him for an hour and 10 minutes. But what went on during that time was he found out that this person believed in multiple gods, mm. yet they're kind of all the same god. Um, there's multiple ways to heaven. Uh, and of course, it's all based on works. And just the things he was fighting, he's like, he came out to me, he's like, how do you, how does someone believe that? Well, you answered that right there. Right. I mean, I was very proud of him because he continued to speak with him. But I was proud of her mm -hmm. in a way because she's very confused, but she was willing to listen. Right, willing to talk. Um, and actually, he's studying this week, so he can go next week at the class. Amen. Hopefully, <laughs> have a chance to talk again. But my biggest point is listening to everything that she was saying to him. He just said she's so confused and blinded. Yeah. She doesn't understand. First off, that there's one true God. I mean, there was multiple gods as she was talking, but they all lead to the same place. Right. And so that's that's very true. And there's there's a couple of things about that. And you know, there are many religions that take the some of some of the truth of the gospel, and they take that and they. They can pass it about with a ton of other things. So when you say Jesus Christ and Savior, they're good. They're good with that. They're also good with, you know, and, and, and you know, I, I mentioned, I think, last week that on 9-11, they went to the cathedral after 9-11 happened and they prayed to the God of Abraham, Isaac and Ishmael. We do not have the same God as Allah or as the as the as the as the Muslims. Allah and our God are not the same. They are not compatible they're entirely different things. And yet you have things like that happening in America. And, and the truth is, is you go to plenty of churches, plenty of religions, plenty of doctrines, and they say, yeah, we believe Jesus is the Savior. We also believe all these other things. And it muddies or even detracts or contradicts the truth. And, and the other thing I was going to say is Melissa and I watched a movie a few months ago uh, called The Life of Pi. I regret it. I, I regret why, having watched it. So anyway, the point is, is the, the part of the movie is at the beginning, this this young man, he essentially embraces all the major religions. Like, I believe them all, man. And that's that's the way he is by the end of the movie. I believe them all. So you say Jesus is a savior. He says, amen. <laughs> then you have the Hindus, which believe in literally millions of gods. And then you have, and, and, and they mentioned Islam in there as well. And so you have this, this central character in this movie. And he essentially embraces all religion as all being true. And by the way, some religions present that, okay, Christianity, they're just one of many religions who touch God. And in that section where they, they touch God, God is just like the Bible says. Other religions are touching God from another angle. And where they're touching God, he is completely different. So they're basically saying God is so big and and he can be experienced in all these different ways. That is not true. And if it was true, Christianity would not be true because the Bible records very clearly there is one God and he created the, the world. He created the world in six days. And he says, if you worship any other gods, you're an idolater. So listen, Christianity and all these other things, the coexist thing used to be popular for a while there. It, it is not true. We should, by the way, just just to nail that thought down, we should live in peace with other people. We should speak the truth in love, but we do not believe the same things. And we need to we need to be careful to share the truth that every man's belief takes you somewhere. 
It is going to take you somewhere. And if you put your faith in Jesus Christ, well, the Bible says that he is going to save the soul and he is going to make all things new. And we are we are already saved and on our way to heaven the day you put your faith in Jesus Christ. And someday Jesus Christ will take us home. Someday he's going to appear in the sky. And I believe he's going to say, come up here. <laughs> I don't know what he's going to say, but I, I just think that's what it is. <laughs> and he's going to draw us all together. And listen, I, I rejoice in that. If you do not believe that, that is your freedom to do. Listen, it's not some, freedom isn't something America invented. People have always been free to believe what they want. At the beginning, Adam and Eve had a son named Cain. And they had another son named Abel. And they both pre- presented offerings to God. Abel presented the, a, a, a firstling from the, from the flock. And he presented a blood sacrifice. And God accepted his offering. And Cain's offering was rejected. Cain turned. God, God told him exactly what he needed to know. If you do well, you'll be accepted. If not, sin lies at the door. Cain, instead of correcting his own actions, his own perspective, killed his brother. This is religion at work. <laughs> this is what religion produces. You either follow God or you follow lies. And lies lead you in this direction. Listen, I don't think it's any accident that God recorded or this thing happened and God recorded it for us for us to understand. There's only one way you follow God. That's it. There's only one way. Every other way is the broad path that leads to destruction. Brother, back to your your example, when you're talking about all these other gods and that. Yeah, to it. Basically, that's when he was preaching to those people about the unknown God. Right. Yeah. Right. Paul, that, that's what in, in Acts 17. Saying you can't add it to it. Yeah. And so that, and, and that's something else that Paul said there is that, you know, I perceive that you're too superstitious. Right. And by the way, I, I have seen a lot of superstition. I where I've seen it probably concentrated is the Catholic Church. Uh, seen a, a little track uh, that said um, something along the lines of just pray this prayer. It doesn't even matter if you believe it or not. Just just pray this prayer. And uh, and I don't know why I think they said you'll be saved or something. And that's listen, that's completely ridiculous. It's, it's beyond it's beyond ridiculous. God says you have to believe with your heart <laughs> and, you know, you can't just fake it. <laughs> and so anyway, there's so much religion, so much religion incorporates so, so much superstition. And that's what you had there when uh, when when Paul said, you know, I observed all these uh, all these uh, observations, all these. Uh, altars and among them I saw that you had an altar to the unknown God and him I declare unto you it's the God that they did not know and listen that's what we need to do and we never here's the thing and I, I say this because I see it in myself this oh boy it's a bunch of pagans they're not going to believe this listen that that thought of unbelief we need to ask God to take it away from us because there is nothing that hinders God the only thing that we need to do is believe and obey, believe and obey and ask God, Lord, put your words in my mouth. I thank God. That's what he told Jeremiah, that he would put his words in Jeremiah's mouth and cause Jeremiah to speak them. I, I praise God for that, because in myself and I, 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 in all of us, there's nothing but weakness. There's nothing but frailty. There's nothing but the capacity to mess it up. And yet God has chosen to use us. He is like it says here. Now, then we are ambassadors for Christ as though God to beseech you by us. We pray you in Christ's stead. Be ye reconciled to God. 
Because the truth is, is, and here's the wonderful, the wonderful news. Nothing hinders anybody on planet Earth from being saved. Everybody on the planet could be saved right now today without any anything, any special steps. It's just you accepting the free gift that Christ provides the gift of forgiveness. And of course, with that is the acceptance that this this is a sinful man. This sinful man needs forgiveness from God. God has provided the way for me to be forgiven. It's through Jesus Christ, his son. And listen, there is humility in this thing. There is the like the, the thief that was crucified next to the Lord Jesus. Two thieves, one on each side. And the Bible says they both are. Listen, initially, they're both being crucified for their crimes that they actually committed. The Lord Jesus was not guilty of anything. And so there on that cross, the Bible says at one point that as the Romans and the and the, uh, and the and the and the and the priests and the people were mocking and, and all these things. The Bible says that that the thieves also cast the same in his teeth. But at one point, one of them had a change in his perspective and he rebuked the other thief. And he said, don't you fear God seeing we're in the same position and we indeed justly. But this man has done nothing. And he turned to him and the Bible says, he said, Lord, remember me when thou comest to thy kingdom. And the Lord Jesus turned to him and said, this day you will be with me in paradise. Listen, the. The, the ground at the cross is level. People, rich men come down, you know, and the truth is the poor man comes up when he finds out how valuable he is to God. Brother Albie. That, that just proves that you don't have to do anything, but you receive it. The is you will want to. God makes the changes in us, yeah. Well, God, God is doing a work and that's, that's part of what Philippians is about is that God is, he, which hath begun a good, good work in, in you will be faithful to complete it. And we, we submit to God. Yes, sir. We submit to God. We, we give place to God's leadership in our lives. And, and again, the same thing is true for Christians. Once you're born again is God is never going to be content to let you be walking apart from God. He's never going to be okay with that. He's constantly going to be at work in our lives. And so our place is just to submit to him and submit to his, his will. And so, um, well, I don't think we have time for, for the next point, but okay, let's go ahead and stop right there. Any uh, quick questions before we close? Yeah. Kick against the prick. Mm-hmm. And he just knocked him off his horse. Yeah. And he blinded him. Yeah. So you just think about Paul. He's thinking, kick against the pricks, and those two things happen. Right. That yeah. Like, that's a, that's a good point. Yeah. And it, well, here's the point about the kicking against the pricks. You cannot fight against God. That's what Gamaliel told the priests. He said, you know, if this, he's talking about the, the, the apostles that they wanted to beat and, and maybe do worse for. And he said, you know, he asked to put them aside. He said, take care of what you plan to do regarding these men. Because if this thing is of God, then, or if this thing is of men, it will fall apart. It will, it will, it will fail. But if it be, be of God, you know, it, you cannot succeed lest happily you be found to fight against God. 
Gamaliel made this point, and they, to him they agreed, and they, I think they beat them <laughs> and told them, don't ever speak in the name of Jesus again. So they, they said, yes, you're right. Then they went ahead. And <laughs> anyway, the point is, is that you cannot successfully fight against God. So there's all kinds of people throughout the world that have aligned themselves against God. They certainly have the freedom to believe whatever they want. And they have the freedom, unfortunately, to persuade others also to believe the way they believe. And yet you cannot succeed in that way. You cannot prosper fighting against God. You can't win. You can't win in a small way. You can't win in a big way fighting against God. What this world is, is God's creation. And they fell. They fell into sin. And from, from, from there, people are choosing who they believe. Ever since Adam and Eve in the beginning, people are choosing to believe whatsoever they will believe. Remember, Eve uh, listened to the serpent when he said, you know, you shall not die. You will be, become as gods, knowing good and evil. And they ate and immediately everything went wrong. Everything went wrong. Man has been choosing to who they will believe ever since. And so uh, we're going to go ahead and close right there. <laughs> all right let's close in prayer thank you lord for this time we've had thank you for the the truth of who you are thank you lord for making yourself known to us thank you for revealing to us the truth behind uh, behind lord all these things that we perceive in this life lord you've made the truth known to us we thank you for that we pray that you help us to walk in the way of, of the truth and Help us to grow in the grace and knowledge of our Lord Jesus. Help us to be changed into your image, Lord, for your glory. Please bless in the coming hour. Give Pastor Ken the words to say. Give us open hearts to receive all that you have for us. And please be glorified in our midst. And we thank you. And we do ask all these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you all.